Hello, and welcome to the Grove Church Podcast. I'm Charlie Lofton, the lead pastor there, and we are so glad that you're joining us. Whether you are a member and you're just catching up on a sermon that you missed, or you're someone who's brand new, we are really glad that you are joining us. And if you are new in some way, and I know that a lot of people will do that, will listen to sermons first before they visit, I want you to know that we would love to meet you at any point. You can join us live in our services on Sunday, 9 and 1030, or our streaming service at 1030. Either way, we would love to be able to get to know you. And regardless of why you are here uh, listening to this sermon today, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, good morning. Hey, if you are new, uh, I'm Charlie Lofton, the lead pastor here, and I'm glad that you're here. Glad all of you are here, whether you're in the room or online, glad that all of you are here. I'm going to let you know a little something, kind of let you know a little peek behind the scenes. It'll make you think less of me, but hopefully um, the fact that I'm willing to tell the story help you not think too much less of me. Um, so it's last Thursday, and here's kind of how my rhythm works. I'm, I'm working on a sermon for that week, and then usually the Thursday before, I try to put it in my brain. Okay, what, are we, what am I preaching on the next week? So I just I need to have that rattling back there in my brain somewhere. So it's last Thursday, and I'm, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I'm do, doing Lazarus miracle this Sunday. So that means next week is the, resurrection, the miracles that happen post-resurrection. And then I'm like, okay, it was like, wait, I thought Mark was preaching on that. So Mark must be preaching next week. But wait, that, that'll be the 21st, and the, I thought Mark was preaching on the 28th, and, and, then, and, then, and, and I was like, I'm, I, I, was, I was so confused. And so then I, I finally go to the preaching schedule, and I look, and it turns out I just skipped, according to our preaching schedule, I skipped the first miracle altogether. I just skipped it. I started on week two, so I have been a week ahead the whole time. And in fact, the one that is supposed to have been week one, Mark called me about it, and he, when he, on the one he did on exorcism, hey, I'm doing exorcism, but it happens right after the story where Jesus calms the waters. Is that, are, are you talking about that? And at that moment, I looked at the schedule and like, nope, it was week one. I don't know what I was looking at. I don't know what my problem was. And so here I am on Thursday thinking, I don't know what I'm going to preach on, on Sunday. But, and so you try to upside I got a free shot, right? It's free roll, right? You just do whatever, do whatever you want, right? So we are going to, we are going to spend some time talking about uh, where we'll get to the miracles. In fact, we're going to, we're going to go back to week one. And if you were there when Mark preached, you're like, I've heard a little bit of this. Don't blame him. It is exclusive to me. I said straight to his face. No, well, I'm not talking about that at all. It's so completely, it's completely on me. But oh, as I was recovering from the panic of that, there were just some things that I just really feel like just kind of were, were just kind of brought to my heart and mind. And if you've been around here the last several months, you probably will pick up on some of these themes and they just kind of keep coming back of me, just kind of really important things that I feel like I need to remind of us of as we think about what does it really mean to be a part of this church and not just church in general, but this church in particular, because I'm, I'm still afraid, right? I'm, I'm still afraid that it's 2023, that we are still recovering from whatever all of that was. And I think some of us have decided that we're not, that we're, all, that we're fine and we're just kind of moving forward. And it is, in fact, the fact that we are moving forward, acting like we're fine when we're not, that is part of the problem. But I think we are spiritually and emotionally I think we're more disconnected than we realize. I think we're a little more tired than we realize 
who we are, and, and I think it is affecting us. And what I want to be able to do in just a few minutes here is just kind of help us just kind of reimagine, recommit of, of like what, it, what does it mean really to be a part here? Because I, th- I think about our church and I think about the incredible things that God has done, not just in the 13 years that our family has been here, but in its 20 plus year existence. It has been incredible. And you pull into the parking lot and, and you see on the front, you see on the front right, right there, you see that mural. It says, you belong. And I've said that it is very important. I think it's important that that, that, that exists on the front of the building. It's not something that, that once you get inside this door and you walk out, you see it. It is something that we put out there. It, it is an advertisement to the world before you come in the door. This is a place where you can belong. And because of that, we've just had, we've seen story after story, and I've gotten to interact with so many of you and so many people over the years, people with some really hard stories, some really challenging life circumstances, some real, some real hurt, some real places, things that have happened to them that have made them feel like church is actually not a place where I can really, I can really have a place, I can really belong. And we've seen God use this church and use you and your influence and your love to really bring life to people who walked in here with a lot of hurt and pain and disconnection from God. But our church is more than that. It is more more than simply a safe landing place. It is a place where once God gets a hold of you and you start using what God has given you to impact others, now we have a multiplying effect in other people and ultimately our influence moves well beyond these doors. Moves well beyond these doors. We're having impact really all over the world. And I just want to share just a few stories. I feel like one of the things I don't do is I don't do a good enough job sharing stories with you to help you understand how cool it is and how impactful what you're doing and what you're part of, what's happening. So I mentioned, if you were here last week, I mentioned that two weeks ago I was in Wyoming for a few days talking to some people on staff with a college ministry of a board, I'm, on their, I'm on the board, and I just got to hang out with them. One of the people that I got to interact with was a girl named Sam, who I had met the summer before. And I've had her make a video that I will show you at some point. But last summer when I met this girl, Sam, she came up to me and she says, there's probably no way you know this, but I want to tell you something. She's like, okay, when I was a college student, I came to the Grove Church exactly one time. And that one time I was there, I... Um, I heard you talk about Jesus and the gospel, and I'd never really heard it before. And for the first time in my life, I prayed to receive Christ. And I, I became a Christian in your church that Sunday. And I was like, are you serious? I was, I, was, I was just blown away by the story. And now for the last five years, she has been working and sharing the gospel as a college minister in Arizona for five years and had impact over hundreds of young women that have come from all over and now moved to Wyoming and doing the same thing. And and for one hour, for one hour, we were able to talk to her about Jesus. And sure, then she goes to another church. I mean, it's, 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 it's fine, it's fine. But in one hour, God used us to change this one young girl's life. And now hundreds, thousands of girls have been impacted because of that moment. 
And then even just Friday, I met, well, not met, I, we reconnected with a girl. She was here for a wedding, and we were at the wedding too. And it was a girl that had been, it's actually a part of our church for a few years when she was a student. And um, we we're just talking to her, reconnecting with her. And Heidi asked her, it's like, what are you up to? So, oh, we're living in Little Rock now, but we're about to move to Missouri. And we're about to start this mission training where we kind of get, get equipped, where then we're, we're going to be overseas uh, long-term as missionaries. We're not exactly sure where yet. And I just think, how cool is that? It's somebody that we, I, you know, I, I, we, get to be her, we get to be her church for a few years. I got to be her pastor for a few years. And we got to love her. And she was pretty well-connected. And she served in the kids' ministry. And she was a really awesome young girl. And again, we get to have an impact there. And now, we had no idea what God was doing with her in the next season of her life. And now she and her husband and her two kids are about to do this incredible thing on the other side of the world. And those are just two stories. Those are two stories that I didn't even know a year ago. I didn't even know a year ago. Two stories of two people that we had an opportunity to impact that are now having a big multiplying impact all over the world. How many more stories like that are out there that we don't even know about? In addition to all the people with the little cards there in the back, the people that we do know of, that we know have come from this church and are doing incredible things all over the world. Also think about our church. I think, I think we have gotten accustomed to the idea that it is very normal for a church to have a large population of foster care kids. I assure you that it's not. I think we think that it is normal to have a lot of families to have, you know, 10, 11, 12 families that have adopted kids from foster care. We think that's normal because we see it all the time. It is, in fact, not. And it is an incredible, powerful testimony to the other churches in our community and, and, and all around. And we are a walking testimony of the impact that a family can have on the most vulnerable population in our community. I'm really excited about this partnership that we've got with St. James Missionary Baptist. I got to be at there at a carnival on Saturday where they were raising money for the mission trip that we're going on with them, where we're all going to Cuba for a week. And it's the first time they've ever had a cross-cultural overseas experience. And so they're kind of nervous, and so they're doing it with us, and it's this incredible partnership. And I got to be down there. I got to meet their pastors, several of their staff, kind of be a part of this fundraiser they were doing. And... Exciting news, there's 27 people going, and they are now, every one of them, completely fully funded. It's, it's, it's incredible, and we're going to be able to have this impact and this partnership with them, and it's going to impact us, and we're going to impact these people in Cuba, and it's, in, it's incredible. And I continue to always want to brag about our food pantry. Um, this is a weird word to use, but I feel like it is like a premier food pantry in our community. It is one of the most well-known. Other ministries come and bring food there because it is so well-known. It is so well-traveled, in part because it's large, because we, we work really hard to keep it stocked, and because it is in a private place where you can not be seen and get what you need. You're not going to get bothered in any way. And I know for certain, and we've been able to have conversations with some people. Some people from there have come to our church for a season. We have been able to have impact on hundreds of families through this. And, and I, I was, I've, I've never like specifically done the math. I've just kind of doing estimations in my head. 
But I'm pretty confident now in saying this. And we, we have always made it, since I've been here, we have given 10% of whatever we come in. We give at least 10% to other missions and Christian groups. In addition to that, we have our, our um, community care ministry that gives a significant amount of money to people in need. In addition to that, um, we've done special fundraisers for different groups and done different things. I am, I am, we'll just declare, we'll declare that I'm 100% confident that in the 13 years now, we have eclipsed um, giving a million dollars worth of food and, and money and stuff away um, to, to other ministries. And at a church our size, that is an incredible amount of impact to have. And that is because of what you're doing and your commitment. I'll give you just one more. It's a cool thing that I got to hear about last week. Again, I serve on this board, and this board has a lot of missionaries in other countries. And in one country in particular, they're really, they've always struggled being able to keep visas to stay there because there's some pretty strict requirements they have. They're not really necessarily fired up about having missionaries. So you need to have an, an active business and, and, and something that's really working. And, they've, and they've, they've, they've struggled with that in this country. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that they're doing to try to keep, keep people out. And um, Mark has recently gotten involved in helping and encouraging this group and has actually been over here working on their behalf to kind of get them connected with businesses here where now I, I really believe, based on what, what, what he's saying, what everybody is reporting, is that now this group is not going to have this concern again. He has been able to negotiate a deal for them with a significant business over here, a partnership where now these people are going to be able to, without having to worry about this, completely on the other side of the planet, having impact in a, in a country where it's difficult to get to, it's difficult to stay, and they're having this incredible impact. I said this a few weeks ago. I think our church in its size, I think we punch well beyond our weight class as far as the sort of rippling, multiplying impact that we are having out there in the world. There's a powerful thing that I think that happens in here on Sundays and the impact that we have here but it trickles out there into our community and out there into the world in a multiplying way that I think that a lot of us, we don't know. And I want to do a better job of communicating that to you. And in part, I want to put all of this in your brain and in your heart because that's one of the things that I've noticed post-COVID, post-lockdown, post-whatever, is that I feel like a lot of people are kind of withdrawing from church and really withdrawing from a lot of the things that I think that are helping that really designed to help us just kind of grow personally and spiritually, just, just a pullback. And not only necessarily a pullback, but like we, we kind of are jumping into things that, not that they're not good things, but things that are kind of of a second level importance or a third level importance. And we're, and, 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 and we're losing our, our best connection with the spiritual growth and connection with one another and with God that we need. And I want you, I, I want you to take a step, I want you to take a step forward or a step back, and I want you to believe this. I want you to understand that, that you need us, that what you're dealing with, the challenges and the struggles you have, you, you need us. We, we need this time of connection, this time of worship, this time of hearing from God's Word. Each one of us needs that. But in addition to that, we need you. There is something that you have. There is something about you, which is the reason why God has put you here, not just so we can help you, but because you have something. And we want to be able to connect with that because 
then now you, like the kid a couple of weeks ago, with the, with the, little, bit of, with the little bit of lunch that Jesus took and multiplied and fed 10,000 people, your little amount of money, your little amount of service has a multiplying impact in people all over the world. And so rather than taking steps back, I want us to be taking steps forward. And as you walk in, I don't know if you've noticed, it's been up here for a while now, on that wall that you'll see that kind of is on the same other side of the auditorium, you'll see it right when you walk in the glass doors. We have the six things there that we talk about in our Connections membership class, the commitments that we all need to make to one another. To connect, to give, to serve, to pray, to protect, and invite. And rather than rehearsing all of connections here with you right now, I'm just going to just kind of sum them up even a little bit more. We need your presence. We need you here. Because every Sunday is someone's Easter. Every Sunday is someone's first time. Every Sunday there's someone here who is making a difficult step to try to connect with God or reconnect with God, often for the first time. And they need you. You never. We need you here. The people. We we need one. We need more of you loving and connecting with those people. We need your presence, not only here, but in some sort of small group where you can stay connected to people who really know you. We need your presence. We need your gifts. God has blessed some of you financially. God has blessed all of us um, with with talents and gifts and skills and passions. And when we collect all of those things, again, the multiplying impact that that has in the world is tremendous. And we need your hospitality. We need you here being a welcomer and an inviter of people. Because we've talked about this. Maybe some of you have forgotten. Some of this may be the first time you've heard it. Like when our, when our lease here runs out in a few years, we're going to kind of, the, our landlord has said he does not, he wants to rent this space out to somebody that he feels like can be more lucrative to him, right? He's going to price us out of it, he's already said. And so we're trying to figure out, we're trying to figure out what's next steps, like not, not only for the short term, but also kind of for the long-term legacy that our church is going to have and our footprint here in our community. And in order for us to get there, is going to take steps forward from us, both in our presence, in our gifts, in our hospitality, and so I just encourage you as we kind of get into the summer and summer is going to be, summer's always, things are just a little bit off. But as you're thinking about summer and it's kind of, we kind of have that little mental time where we're like thinking about what all we're going to get back to and what our lives are going to be like, what our schedule is going to look like starting in the fall. I want it in your head that, that, that this year is going to be a step forward. Now I know, I'm, I'm keenly aware that if we're going to do this, there's some systems that we need to improve upon here as a church. I get that. But in part, it is going to be your step forward that is going to help build and strengthen those systems so that we can really love and connect with each other well and have this kind of multiplying impact in our community and our world. Hey, let me pray. God, I thank you so much. I thank you for the people who are here. I thank you, God, for the new people God, who were just wanting a regular sermon today and, and, and sat and listened to this. And I just pray it could be, God, it can be encouraging to them too. Just kind of hear the heart behind what we do as a church. And God, I do pray that we could just shake off all the, all the rust that some of us still have and commit or recommit to the incredible vision and opportunity that you've given us here at The Grove. And we love you. And it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen.
Thanks again for joining us on our sermon podcast, and you can learn more about us at thegrovechurch.org. And if you go to thegrovechurch.org slash connect, there's a form you could fill out. Just let us know that you've been listening. And if you want to dig deeper on some of these topics that we cover in our sermon podcast or just in other issues of dealing with culture or theology, those kinds of things, uh, you can check out our Cultivate podcast. It's on the same feed, um, however you found this particular podcast. So again, this is Charlie, the lead pastor at The Grove, and thank you so much for joining us.